slips, jail time, snorting a cocaine line, racist tweets, family beefs, a royal leaves, Kanye, fake attack, racist rants, Botox and implants, shoplifting spree, punch a paparazzi, unexpected pregnancy, not your best moment. Hello and welcome to another... Not your best moments with your minister of pop culture, Keith Skopinich, along with his co-hosts, Andrew Harris and Phoebe Matana. Hello. My name is Andrew Harris, and, and I am the undersecretary for, well, it could be this. <laughs> I am the assistant to the assistant. Whose assistant? Who is to say? Well, everyone needs an assistant, and it's very true that good help is very hard to come by. So, Phoebe, if you're not assisting anyone while you're assisting, someone will come along and need your assistance, and then you'll assist. Thank you. Yeah. And I might know just the person who might need your assistance, Olivia Wilde, who is currently embroiled in a little brouhaha with Florence Pugh. Would you, would you call it an embroilio? Much more sophisticated and embroilio. I like perhaps, it. perhaps the side, the side, not your best moment could be considered an embroilio between Mr. One Mr. Harold Styles and one Mr. Christopher Pine. Oh, but wait, wait, wait! Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Do not have the tea before the crumpets. No. So today we're going to talk about Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh and all the drama that was going on at the movie premiere of what the hell's the name of the movie? God damn, I don't have. Don't worry, darling. Thank you. Don't worry. Don't worry, Keith. I I almost said not your best moment, but no, that's not the name of the movie. That's the name of this podcast. (laughs) Here we go. So yeah, so things really started to get uh, rumors started to swirl between between the two in early September. That's when it's believed they had a falling out. Florence is making an appearance uh, at the Venice Film Festival, and she's appeared to be avoiding Olivia Wilde the whole time while they're on the red carpet. And earlier in the day, uh, she had also skipped an appearance with, that was supposed to be a co-conference with her and Olivia Wilde. And it was believed initially that it was just some shade being thrown but later revealed that she was still filming in Budapest, I believe. For Dune 2. For Dune 2. And that's why she missed the conference. But that's that's all you need is a little spark to get things going. It kick all of this drama starts to kick off. Well, it's like it was already it was already a well-followed film even before then, too. Cause I don't know, back in like it started like when they were filming it and they were casting it, because there's this whole thing about how Olivia Wilde wanted to be Harry Styles, but then he was touring, so they had Shia LaBeouf come on. But then Shia LaBeouf left because Olivia Wilde said he was fired and he said he left of his own accord. And everyone's confused. Well, listen, she has a no assholes policy. It's well documented. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think it's a very, I, do, I, I don't say this. I don't know Shia LaBeouf. I, do, I don't know what's up there. But like, I, I understand how it would be very believable for people to believe, oh, of course she fired him because she has no assholes policy. But then more stuff started coming out, and it's like, wait a minute, who's the asshole here? I think here's the problem. I have a hard time defending Shia LaBeouf because he's also, like, been accused and also has sort of admitted to abusing women. So you're just sitting there like, hmm, 
that's questionable. At the same time, in that specific instance, it seems like Olivia Wilde may have been ousting him so she could get Harry Styles back on it. I don't know. As you were saying, there was definitely some uh, some hot buzz about this film before it even got started. Um, there, well, well deserved she, hot buzz. Well deserved hot buzz. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, Olivia was a hot uh, director coming off her last movie. What was it Booksmart? Booksmart. And yeah. When she announced that this this film was going to be made, there was a bidding war between eighteen movie studios to get her, to get the rights to it. It was definitely off to a hot start, and it's sort of coming to a weird conclusion. <laughs> Um, Listen, hot buzz leads to a hot start. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely does. Yeah, and like you were saying, the Shia LaBeouf thing definitely started getting some drama involved around this this movie. I I think it's also fairly fair to say, too, that like Shia LaBeouf getting fired from a movie isn't like, oh, trouble. You know what I mean? Like you read that and you're like, okay. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like what happened. It, it, it's the seed, right? It's just a little seed of, of something that would grow to become bigger and then suddenly go away. Probably well, because the studio <laughs> press machine got involved. Pretty much. Well, and, and also the, uh, the problem with this was that a video leaked of Olivia Wilde begging Shia LaBeouf to come back. She seemed very like cordial with him in the video, um, but she was like, you know, we'd love to have you back. I always wanted to have you in this role. It, it's if there's any way we could get you and Miss Flo to work together and get on the same page, it's really what I want. That audit added more flame, more flame to the fire. Added more gasoline to the fire. Thank fire you. Fire to the fire to the fire to the fire to the fire. <laughs> Added more firefighters to the fire. <laughs> well, listen, once you have a hot start and hot buzz, eventually something's going to catch fire. <laughs> and then someone's going to want to throw a match on that fire. There's a reason I've never caught fire. I had nothing around me but cold buzz and cold starts. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that whole thing was so, so weird, too, just because I think she blamed it on the fact that Shia the Buff was making Florence uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But but then later on, Florence is like, that didn't happen. And then they leaked texts that were just basically arguing that it was scheduling conflicts. It was so weird. Like, yeah. the whole thing was very strange. I'm like, why would you say that if it's not even true? And ha- what? I, I think what? I think what I love about this one is that it's the most obtuse of the of the poor moments that we've that we've sort of come at. Because, like, it really is kind of like no one knows what happened but something happened and it does seem like olivia wilde is at the center of what happened not in the sense of like well i'm the leader of the ship so yada 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 Mm -hmm. it seems like she was a player in this but we don't know how and i honestly to be fair credit to all parties involved you know everyone from you know shia to florence to chris pine to nick kroll and everyone in between for for not gossiping about the movie you know what i mean and i think that might be what helps sort of tamp down the story as quickly as it sprung up a few weeks ago yeah um i don't know if you guys had had read this or heard this one of the speculations for why things got really ugly between her and florence was because olivia was apparently more interested in like basically being with harry on set while they were filming than actually working on the film so then florence ended up having to like direct a lot of the film herself because olivia wilde wasn't doing it again we don't really know what's true and what's not but based on everything i'm hearing it wouldn't be that crazy to me yeah and well there's a side there's a side 
piece of this to me where I'm like, hmm, just sort of like, I don't know, like raises antenna a little bit. And it's the, the, the Olivia's ex, Jason Sudeikis, apparently had papers served, custody papers for their children served to Olivia while she was, you know, on stage at an event. That's something where I've been like, well, that sounds shitty. It also sounds strange. I have a hard time imagining anyone being like, okay, go do this now. You know what I mean? Because that's, to my knowledge, not how it works. It's like, you need to serve this person papers. That sounds like a an incredibly poor choice on the part of the process server, as opposed to Sudeikis, like directing this person to do this. You know what I mean? No, it totally felt like the process server was like, ooh, this will be fun. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I know where she'll be here. You, you know what I mean? Chaos. <laughs> Pretty much. And then, but then her response to the press was, well, you see why I left him. And it's like, so you, you think he told his lawyers to do this? Like, I, that seems it could entirely be true. Like, I, I, again, we don't know these people, but it doesn't seem terribly likely. And like, it, in fact, it seems like if that were a request you would make, they'd be like, I mean, sure. If it ha-, you know, like, I don't know how well that would be received by, by a process server. Not to mention the fact that there's nothing, it's like not in Jason Sudeikis' best interest. No, to I, like, I like Sudeikis. 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 Yeah. Um, his best interest to make her look bad because he has Ted Lasso. He's trying to, you know, gather buzz for his own show, for the Emmys, all of that. Like, there's no good reason for him to be trying to call her out. He's doing fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially while trying to, you know, get custody of your kids, like to do something like that. That seems like yeah. maybe a poor choice. Foolish. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if you guys saw the video of that act of that actually happening, but it's yeah. pretty flair- hilarious because she originally thinks it's like someone who's trying to give give her a script. But she finds out on stage that it's, it's you know, uh, child custody papers. Honestly, <laughs> most people would have the same reaction to that. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, she, it's funny because she's just like, oh, uh, okay, I got it. <laughs> she just tries to move on. And I think Sudeikis went on to apologize for that. He's like, I didn't realize that he was going to do that. You know, I guess what's done is done. I mean, it would be funny if, like, you see that happen, like, at a baseball game. A baseball player just gets papers in the middle of a baseball game. Hey, catcher, come over here. Can you sign my divorce papers? What? <laughs> I don't know. I love, how you picked the, I love how you picked the player closest to the fans. <laughs> makes sense. No, I like the idea of, like, so you're at, like, a Mets game, and you hire someone to dress up as Mr. Met run out in the field. <laughs> And it served papers to the guy in the outfield. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine like that, like dippy little baseball headed, gi- giant baseball headed. How, how funny would it be if he, he had to give the divorce papers to Mrs. Met? Slide <laughs> 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 bar. So my, the, the mascots at my high school, were it was the Vaquero, um, which is uh, like a Spanish cowboy. Um, and, uh, uh, they they it, when I was there they they added in the they called her the lady vaquero they she, the lady vaquero was banned after a couple of games because she um, the giant head that she wore bore a striking resemblance to our principal. Oh my god! <laughs> like striking. Also, wow. Spanish cowboys as your mascot. Uh, has that since been changed? No, it has not. 
Um, hmm. I didn't do it. That's what it's what it was. I'm just curious. To be to be out. Let me let me get Andrew out of this hot water. My my oh, I hot water for that. I didn't. All I'm saying is that's you what it was. I didn't chose to go to that school. I didn't choose, the message was from 25 years before I got there. <laughs> you solely are to blame for this. It's you, Andrew. You did this. <laughs> my God. <laughs> my my high school was the. It was called the Stanners. I went to a really? Catholic school, and it's sh- short for Saint Anne. So they did Saint Anne Urs. That's what we were called, and we didn't have a mascot. Oh, yeah. wow, that's yeah. weird. Yeah, no, we, my mascot was the Bulldogs, and someone—I cool. can't even remember who it was—but someone's family donated this this bulldog statue to be put outside, like on like in like this quad area, and it's like the ugliest statue. <laughs> have ever seen and it's like can you imagine getting gifted the ugliest statue ever and then having to put it on your campus because you can't say no to it because <laughs> i'm pretty sure it was like one of like the biggest donors for for the school right so they couldn't just be like no we can't put this ugly ass statue on here i will i will say they did go they did make a, a positive step forward because um for throughout the schools i think it's 77 or something like that they opened up um throughout that time the vaquero had guns he was riding a horse and had guns in his hands and it wasn't i should i don't know why i'm defending this again i'm not responsible for this um but like it Strong it wasn't like a cartoon she was literally just like a cowboy on a horse like you know what i mean but they chose vaquero because it's southern california and have the guns you know, been since removed yes after columbine because i was in high school when columbine happened and now he has a lasso nice i was gonna say it was like the guns seem questionable yeah no they 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 did and then i think i was a sophomore or something when when columbine happened and then uh then then they changed it i do love i don't know i was listening to uh teenage dirtbag the other day because apparently it's like a meme now and it came back and i still love that on spotify they say they go like your boyfriend's a dick or his or her boyfriend's a dick but they totally bleep out the he brings a gun to school part now (laughs) so the explicit version has or like the not explicit version has dick but not he brings a gun to school and i'm like this is it this is the world we live in now you know what's interesting about vaccaros is that they uh were in the wild west and that's sort of like olivia wilde which we're talking about <laughs> and, and now and now that now that our, our vaccaro has a lasso that's like her ex-husband ted lasso yes oh, exactly wow. it's all tying in uh nice and neatly so when Harry Styles gets hired, as we were saying, in place of Shia LaBeouf, that actually causes a later problem because Pew feels that Harry Styles was paid more than her. And that causes a rift between her and Olivia Wilde. And Olivia Wilde commented on it saying she was one of the people that always fought for equal pay for women and men. And it's also why she has a, the main character as a woman in this movie is that she's trying to push these type of narratives forward. So question for the group, never having been in a major feature film myself, but my understanding of the process is that that pay is not negotiated with the director. It's, it's production and the agent that negotiate the actor's pay. Correct. Depends on the film. It's not that the director doesn't like normally in like a big budget, the answer is probably no, but on a smaller budget, because there are only so many funds to go around. You know, the director has to be like, yeah, I want them more than I want someone else. Or like, I want a big name in this or this person in this role and we can cut the budget and get less important or less successful known actors for some of these other roles. Like that is true, at least for a lot of like high budget, but like indie features. 
and maybe even low-budget Hollywood features to a certain degree. This didn't seem like the kind of film that was like super low on budget where it would be a true issue. I can't um, imagine a movie directed by Olivia Wilde starring in, originally, you know, Florence Pugh, Shia LaBeouf, um, this Chris is not Pine. One of those. <laughs> yeah, Nick Kroll, Gemma Chan. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't strike me as that. And it's like, that's a thing that happened on uh, on The Crown. Claire Foy, in the first two seasons of The Crown, Claire Foy was paid less than Matt Smith, and Claire Foy was the queen who the show was about. She was the undisputed lead of that show. <laughs> and then, to the producer's credit, they were like, oh, oh yeah, it was all bad. Here's your back pay. From, <laughs> from here on out, the woman playing the queen would make the most amount of money on our show. And it was like, what, why was that not set <laughs> at, at the outset? Why Why is the person appearing in most of the scenes not getting most of the money? That doesn't make sense. Well, it's like one of those things where they argue that like, oh, well, Matt Smith is the draw. Matt Smith was the doctor. People are going to watch the show because Matt Smith is in it. And like, theoretically, no, but, yeah. but like, once they see one episode, they're going to watch it because Claire Foy is in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that and that's, that's two things. And we listeners we will get back to don't worry darling um but like it that that's what's so crazy to me about that is that number one matt smith could have been considered quote the draw but it's not like he was a huge household name like internationally number one and two like i would argue that the draw of that show was like for royal files yes people who, who people who love the royal family wouldn't have mattered who you put in it hence claire foy no one knew who the hell claire foy was no nah, but um, she looked the likeness was there and then we got to yeah and then we got to see her act and my god what that woman does with a simple look on her face oh, you know what i yeah. mean like the she takes subtlety and like inner life keeping it all constrained to like heights that i've i mean it's amazing what she does in that show see um, like and honestly i think like tying it back like that's also something florence Pugh is so good at that I agree. At like at, she's so good at that <laughs> where it's like she's yep. like it's very powerful to watch on anything she does even if it's like a very small role which is why it's weird that in this case it would be a question because i think she would be the undisputed draw over oh, shia yeah. labeouf yes yeah, well, you can argue you could argue all, like off of harry styles maybe it's like there's a weird thing, but that doesn't mean that they wouldn't be an equal draw. They might just. Yeah, no. And I, I agree. Like it, if it comes to Florence Pugh, who's she's white hot right now. She's white hot. Um, <laughs> and, you know, versus versus Shia LaBeouf, who's white. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> uh, like, no, you're not going to you're not going to. It's not an even comparison. Is Florence Pugh like the most famous person ever? Not really. But like. She's got that Marvel cachet behind her. She couldn't do press because she was filming Dune earlier in the day, which, okay, I'm sure she was. I'm sure I'm sure she was like, oh, it's four. I, I'm in Bulgaria, wherever they were, Budapest. I have to get to Venice by five. You know what I mean? Like, It's amazing what you can do when you fly private. I was going to say she got ready on the plane um, for her for her red carpet, you know. Yeah, so. <laughs> Sorry, Keith. I don't know. I don't know where to go. You're doing great. We you, just steamrolled right the fuck over you. Yeah, you, I had like a nice layout and like you guys just jumped around so much that it's like, <laughs> hey, you you know what this is? This is uh, the memento version of Olivia Wilde versus uh, Florence P Pugh. Um, because like we're going all over the place. Why don't so, we? Why, you know what? Why don't we? Why don't we go back to the timeline? You, you have you've done such lovely work laying it out. Why don't we respect that work? And go that's back a to great it? idea. I know, screw so. it. I don't want to do the work anyway. It's fine. So um, yeah. So in February 2021, um, the film wraps, and like all good drama, 
uh, social media posts gets people buzzing some hot white buzz about Olivia Wilde and Florence. Florence posts a thing thanking all the workers and a very lengthy, basically a diary post on her Instagram saying thank you to everyone who worked on the set and on the movie. And people begin to speculate, you know, she didn't mention Olivia Wilde in the thank yous. And I feel like this is sort of misleading because a lot of this stuff is sort of being blown out of proportion because she does say director in the message. She just doesn't say Olivia Wilde. So it's like people are reading it way too into these posts. I feel like there's a lot more of people wanting there to be beef than there being actual beef. I mean, there is some definitely disputes, but this post I feel is like one of those where people are just taking and running with it already. Well, it's like one of those things. This is not an example. This feels like one of those. We're stretching this a little too far (laughs) to call this beef. But then there is the whole thing about how Florence kind of was like, I'm not going to do press for the movie. And I'm not yeah. going to really do much in the way of like posting or promoting. For and the you, movie. Have, you have to think if you're if you're Florence Pugh's reps, right, and you have a talent like that who is becoming a pretty big star, but maybe not quite a household name yet, who is in a movie with Oscar buzz. You have to imagine that an agent, a publicist, someone's going to be like, no, you go do press for this, please. You need to raise your profile so that you can make more money so that we can make more money. Uh, you have to wonder, like, how valid Florence Pugh, if if there is, in fact, beef. There may not be beef, you know, to be perfectly honest. She did mention the director, just not by name. It's sort of like how I was once reviewed in the New York Times um, when they said, and the rest of the cast was solid. That was me. I was part of the rest of the cast. So <laughs> you know I, mean? I got my mention. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but uh, it, I, I always ask this, too. Like, how much do you think, you know, it was was maybe Florence pushing back on like, no, I'm not doing this. Something awful happened. And I don't want to celebrate this person because she still hasn't. And like, even after this, there was no air clearing. Do you think as with maybe some other things that we've discussed, like perhaps was this uh, a bit of studio pot stirring to try to gin up, you know, interest in the film by creating some drama around it. So people will want to go see and see if they can see signs of the feud when they watch the movie. I mean, I think there was already so much pot stirring at this point for this film as it was that, like, they didn't really need any extra thrown on. And I don't think it would have been coming from Florence specifically. That's just me. I think Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles, like, dating and that whole thing was possible that that was all put in place to pot stir, Mm. if that makes sense. That's more what I see as that might have been a pot stirring thing versus... Or do you think there was media reading into the tea leaves of LaBeouf out styles in? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that kind of stuff. That too. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of the drama of this has been inflamed by people looking at their posts, but like there definitely is something there because after Florence, you know, like you said, she doesn't really mention the movie. She doesn't promote it at all. And then she also goes on like Olivia Wilde makes a post about her, about how, amazing it was to work with her on the movie and like watching her i think she said watching this woman work with such a fucking throw cannot wait to show you more pew did nothing to like respond to it she just like ignored it so i i think there's definitely something there like a huge movie star says something nice about you and you don't even like like the post you know like <laughs> right, well two two things number one this sounds like fucking high school Oh, she posted about me and then she didn't say anything back. We're in a fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there's that. And number two, I don't 
Is Olivia Wilde that big of a star? <laughs> you have to ask. You have to ask yourself. She's no. Please. She's no. She's no Vicaro for sure. But <laughs> um. no, she's not. But like Harry Styles is arguably like one of the most famous people in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like even if she's not, like he is one of the most. Like he's, he's like not just white hot. Like well like widely known and beloved and respected as like an artist but then also the added like cachet of like being you know he was like the one direction guy for a while so he has like that entire baseline well well. he also he also has i think a lot of apart from his talent um a lot of cachet for being a man very of the moment yes you know what i mean and in a very in a very confident and positive way that it it's it's like classy he's not reached like the classy phase of his career so much but like there is a there is a class about the guy well maybe not when we'll get to that later with the chris pine thing (laughs) or sleeping with olivia wilde while she's married to Jason Sudeikis. So. No, but like he does have that. Um, he does have that like Gen Z, like you know, express yourself however you please and don't let right. anyone tell you otherwise. Vibe. But it's, yeah, but he he does it, and maybe again, another hallmark of my voice in the show, and um, but not in a way that's like, look at me, look at me, look at me. He, it's more of like a leading by example, For sure. um, which I I really really. I think it's cool. I think it's very cool. It feels understated in a way. Well, that's why he is so cool is because yeah, he, he's not yeah. trying so hard, but he just is very much like clearly himself in the way that he carries himself in a very uh, like not self-conscious, not trying too hard sort of way, which is why he is so appealing as like an icon. Well, yeah. And also why a director would probably want to work with someone like that, because that's oh, sort yeah. of the ideal of what you want in an actor and what you want, you know, both on screen and off. Not to mention he was great in Dunkirk. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that too. I saw it and like, I saw something recently, but it was like, Oh, Harry Styles on Dunkirk was wonderful. Uh, it was, he was his first movie and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, he was in Dunkirk. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so uh he he was working more than on the film he was also working on olivia wilde during the- <laughs> uh, <laughs> because the relationship started to they started a romantic relationship which apparently made florence very uncomfortable and there's a lot of times where harry was going back to olivia's trailer there are rumors that they were doing so much of this that uh that Florence had to direct scenes, as you, as Phoebe stated before. And at the time, she was married or, I think, engaged to Jason Sudeikis. They were engaged for like seven years, I think. Yeah. And then immediately after, they, she broke up with Jason Sudeikis. And then well, her... Uh, the re- that's the reason why she got the custody papers, because they were right. going through a pretty public divorce. Or separation. And, separation, yes. It's, it's like... I don't know if you guys have around the situation, but like it is incredibly awkward when you're working on a production play movie what have you one of the lead actors and the director are dating it's a completely different status shift and it's awkward it's awkward as hell yeah um you can't really say anything and like the director has a clear favorite it's different when it's when they're married because you sort of understand that as a partnership but when it's like you know an on-set romance or a hookup like that or, or or like even even really dating you're sort of like oh this isn't this isn't i don't 
feel equal here. Here's the difference is because when it's like an, even if they're not married, if it's like a long established relationship, then they often place boundaries before yeah. it starts to make yeah. it very clear that this is, you know, a working environment and they're going to maintain a certain working relationship. Whereas if you start dating someone while you're on set and there's already inherent power dynamic mm -hmm. and there's a lot of, it's like a very, it can be a very intimate relationship between an actor, especially a lead actor and a director. And like, yeah. not, and, and I don't mean that in like a, like physical, I just mean like there's a lot of like, yes, there is, there's a lot of connection that is required. And a, and a fuck ton of trust. That too. too. And if yeah. that trust gets broken, then yeah, it's a wildly uncomfortable experience. And for sure. Because every, and again, disclaimer, disclaimer, we, we don't know what happened and we don't know these people, but it sounds like almost an infatuation occurred. Yeah. And that's honestly even worse because then that clouds your, your judgment, you know, the heart wants what it wants, but it, there's also a professional distance that needs to be maintained. Well, I think that's, that's just it is there's one, it's one thing to be, you know, interesting because I'm like, yeah, you're Olivia Wilde. You are, you know, in the process of separating yourself from your husband. And here is Harry Styles, who is like, you know, like we all, like we said, cool, famous, gorgeous. And of course, like that is going to be someone that like she might be interested in. But that doesn't mean that you let that affect how you act on set and how you treat your other actors and how you conduct your production. Yeah. Even if you, you are, even if you are banging him on the side, you know what I mean? Yeah. Have you ever had uh, sugar on your watermelon? <laughs> oh my God. Stop, Keith. Don't do this. Don't do it. <laughs> I, had a, I actually had a party last summer where a lot of people were like, oh, do you have, I brought watermelon. Do you have sugar? And I was like, I have powder tree. They're like, it'll work. Let's do it. So they all do it. <laughs> Is that a thing? Is that a real thing? I didn't realize. What is, I, I, didn't, I didn't try it. What is it supposed to taste like? Uh, Sugary watermelon. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> it was cotton candy or something that it was supposed to taste like. So some additional problems that begin after this are Pew has some issues with how Olivia Wilde was marketing it and the trailer. Um, there's a very sexual scene uh, where Harry Styles is going headfirst into Florence's Pew's nether regions. And oh, I thought you were going to stop at Florence's Pew's. <laughs> That's what I, <laughs> I thought you were going to do that too. And I was like, snaps for Keith. No, snaps for Keith. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I kept, I didn't, it was not clever in that one. Right into the Pew's. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> you, there was a beat. I, we thought yeah. that was it. Shit. Sorry. I missed it. I admit, I really did. <laughs> I was really impressed. But she didn't like the how uh, Olivia Wilde used the sex scene to like promote the movie. She thought it was like in the terms of the movie, it's important, but in terms of a trailer, it just ex it's uh, cheap. Exploitative. Yeah, it's cheap. yeah, yeah. Um, that feels like less of a legitimate gripe, though, because like even if it goes to the movie, it, it's it's in the movie. It is. So I, I can understand feeling uncomfortable with that, but like if you're not comfortable having people see you do that, then don't do it in the film. I think the bigger problem, I don't I don't know if this I read somewhere that the issue is more not necessarily even with the trailer. Like I think that was part of it, but I think the bigger issue was that there were more sex scenes added after she signed on. Oh. I'm pretty sure that was kind of I'm pretty sure that was a part of the equation where uh -huh. they are it was supposed to be like one, but there ended up being multiple. Okay. Um, which is not what she agreed to when she signed on. And my guess is that like the issue with the trailer is a extended issue from the way that sex was treated in general 
rather than like a specific isolated incidence of like you shouldn't have used sex in the trailer because it's not about sex as a whole but clearly yeah. i don't think it was treated properly obviously super important when you're filming and you're signing on actors that like what is expected is super clear i mean to the point where like in contracts they write exactly how much mm-hmm. nudity yep. is is the first quarter of the butt can be exposed <laughs> like that specific yeah well and that that kind of goes back to like again degrees and levels of in this instance i'm using fame as a metaphor for power which it in a lot of ways in hollywood it is right yeah to like someone who's maybe not white hot but red hot right now you know to suddenly be very very naked on screen so early in your career when that can really really actually be used to exploit in in any variety of ways i can see how yeah signing on for you know one one sex scene intrinsic to the story and then finding out no there's going to be three or four more Eh, yeah this is not what i signed up for yeah Yeah, and again like she wouldn't have done it if it wasn't negotiated after the fact and everything was was like settled and sorted of course they wouldn't have shot it because all this stuff they would probably renegotiate contracts and all that but i think that was part of the gripe was that it wasn't exactly how it was portrayed Hmm. when it was pitched to her (laughs) olivia wilde has a really like weird uh sticking point or like i guess proud point for her that she keeps like mentioning a lot in interviews um she had an interview with vogue and she was uh The opening line. Oh, excuse me. Variety. The opening line in <laughs> variety. Very different publications. Sir. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I totally botched that. So the opening line in uh, the interview <laughs> about the film, she says, "Men don't come in this film. Only women here." And she's very specifically mentioned that she wanted to show women getting pleasure on screen because it's only ever shown woman to woman and not man to woman. Um, and it was like a big like rallying point for her. I'm literally just going through every sex scene I've ever seen <laughs> and trying to be like, well, that's not true. But I honestly, I don't remember them all that well. That's cool and empowering. Is it? Empo- is that? I don't know. I, I think honestly it's meant to be empowering. I think that's what it? she's trying to be empowering. That's, well, that's, like, what she, that's what she said. That's kind of why, why she's saying that, right? Right. Yeah. I, 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 know think- she, I understand why she's saying it, but I'm also just sitting here like, yeah, but like it's super empowering when it's in like a really good movie. Like I'm thinking of the favorite and like it oh, wasn't it yes. was like obviously, you know, both women, but like that was fucking awesome because it was also like a great movie and it felt really like it felt like very much it was like the, just per like exactly what needed to happen if that makes sense. Um totally totally justified. If you haven't seen the favorite also like go see the favorite. It's amazing. Well, that, that that so that's kind of my question is is comparing a movie I have seen to one I haven't. The favorite, obviously, I've seen, and it's that movie does a really good job of making the viewer uncomfortable and not, oh, yeah, not because of any sex scene, but just because you're like you don't know what's going to happen. Like the ending is weird. It's unsettling. It's an unsettling movie to watch. The ending is also very disconcerting very, in the best way. Yes, like you don't. They did a really good job of marketing it in such that it is a bait and switch like there are some times where mismarketing a movie is bad but this one you know you think it's going to be a quirky historical drama that's like dark and a lot of fun which it is but it's also like a psychosexual experience in a way yeah. you know what i mean um and i want like don't worry darling seems frankly quite similar in that regard and that like the the way the movie makes you feel is going to be more important than specific plot points I am I am disappointed some of the early 
uh, reviews have been terrible. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it seems like it so far, like in the pre-screens, because I think it's technically drops on Friday. 23rd. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Um, yeah. But some of the early it's reviews September have 21st, been bad. If you're right I want to say like Rotten Tomatoes has them in the 30s right now, Ooh. which is like, you know, it's still early, but, you know, usually the way it works is it starts out super high and then it slowly dips as time goes on, not the other way around. That's right. really... Wow. To think, oh my God, to think about having to go through, I think at worst, this is like just a PR snafu, but like for the people involved to have to have the sort of launch of this movie be surrounded by quasi controversy and then have the movie tank and get bad reviews like yeah oh man what an all-around shitty experience you know what i mean i mean you don't know how much of the film too was you know what how much was impacted by the drama would it have been a much better film if all of this shit hadn't gone down the answer is probably to some degree it might have been better and less messy which is one of the main uh criticisms it's just like it's not super original some of the ideas mm that like they're like overly like things have just they've been done and they've been seen right you mean like um, empowering women i've never seen a movie that's tried to do that <laughs> <laughs> we need um, to empower women through oral sex <laughs> it is 2022 it is high time we had a female lead in a movie it's never happened <laughs> so I, I, I wanted to bring this up because i thought this was just hilarious apparently there's a uh a group that goes over sex scenes for women and it's called the clit test and it's an online platform I basically determines whether the clitoral pleasure in a movie is accurate <laughs> or good wait wait, what? wait yep. that's insane yep. <laughs> so dumb first of, all, first of all first of all first of all first of all if the impetus and the metric is well we want it to be as realistic as you know as as the men I don't think a lot of the men's sex and sex scenes is all that accurate either. Wait, wait. I have, I have a fun uh, thing for you all. What is the, of recent memory that you can think of, what is the worst sex scene that you can think of? Ooh. Worst? Like, for one reason or another. It doesn't, you can describe why. If you'd like, I can go first. And Please. you can be inspired. Oh, this, that's what too. this made me think of. Um, did you guys see The Eternals? No. Oh, Yes. Um, the we're gonna show half their body in like the most awkward missionary sex that we've ever seen, where there's no chemistry whatsoever. No one is pleasured whatsoever. <laughs> but that's realistic. And- <laughs> oh God, bang bang! But <laughs> we're just thinking about talking about sex scenes, and I'm like, it couldn't possibly be worse than the Eternals. I don't know. I I, I, I have one. But I, I, I've got I, one too. Sorry, Keith, go ahead. All right. So I think the woman is beautiful. I forget her name. Oh my god, what's her name? I gotta look it up real quick. Give me two seconds. I'll I'll I'll, t- I'll tell mine while you, while you look go it ahead, up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. But mine mine is from the miniseries John Adams. Um, and it's. <laughs> <laughs> Did you expect there to be a hot sex scene in John Adams? <laughs> no, and there isn't one. But <laughs> funny. But there is. It is one of the most awkward sex scenes I've ever seen in my life. And it like I have to say like that's the point of it. It's well. It's a well done sex scene. But like right. it's it basically, see, he's been in France being the ambassador for like I think seven years, and finally the war is over. So Abigail Adams comes over, and she's in. 
France in this grand palace, grander than anything well she's ever seen before. And, you know, she's kind of like, what's going on here? Oh, my God, it's my husband. She doesn't know if she's mad at him or happy to see him. And it's awkward. And then they just sort of they get into a room and they like lie down on a bed. And she's like, <laughs> don't ever leave me again, John. And he's like, er, er. and then it's like two pumps and it's over and they're fully clothed. And it's the uh, it's just like it's probably very accurate however <laughs> it you watch it and you're like i don't want to see that <laughs> that that it, it almost felt too intimate in it's like blandness of sex <laughs> you know yeah what I mean? uh, yeah, yeah. I, i'll tell you the one that bothered me uh it has alexandra daddario dandario oh yeah Dario. yeah, and, yeah. And, and true detective with woody harrelson it's like oh yes so- oh yes so <laughs> off like she's gorgeous and he is so old yeah. <laughs> I just, it's like oh this bothers me watching this please Cringe. <laughs> on the, on the other end of the scale I, w- one of the all time best is history of violence on the staircase hmm. it's just uh, like oh you've never seen it no uh, oh it's a, it's a great movie um, it's Viggo Mortensen and Maria Bello um Ooh. And it's, uh, I forget the name of the director. Is it Cronenberg? Um, it's the same guy that did, um, oh, I forget what it was called. Um, but like they're, it's like fight sex. You know what I mean? So like, they're like, they're <laughs> oh my God. Not, not like, like action fight sex, but it's like, <laughs> that'd like, be they're, awesome. They're, <laughs> it's action fight sex. They're, they're like, they're like, mad, that, sounds they're, like that sounds like James Bond shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's act, that actually is one of the worst sex scenes I've ever seen is, um, uh, golden eye. Um, between, oh my god yeah between james bond and famka jansen um <laughs> where she like she like gets off on squeezing men oh yeah it's on a top right general yes. is that her name yes. on a top, yes. on a top. <laughs> <laughs> she like squeezes and kills men during yeah. sex by suffocating like, them with the way, her legs <laughs> like the way she orgasms is so cartoonish Wait, i don't, I don't think ridiculous. that was goldeneye though i think that was um no it, it's goldeneye no i don't think it is it's goldfinger no, Goldfinger came out in 1963. No, I'm Goldeneye. pretty sure it no, came out. I'm, I'm a very big James Bond fan. It's Goldeneye. Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember well, any of that. Gold, yeah, Goldfinger has Sean Connery in it, and there are no sex scenes with Sean Connery. You only get no, no. It's with not. Him. It's not with him <laughs> that she does it. <laughs> but uh, what, um, what are you talking about? I, I hold on. I am pretty sure. I don't remember it, so I can't help. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We'll we'll circle back. All right, we'll circle back. Um. Oh my god. So back to Olivia Wilde, <laughs> who was having lots of sex in her trailer with Harry Styles, I think. Although we don't know that. We, we don't know that. It, that rumors have said and that have felt those rumors are part of what has helped coagulate around this potentially not someone's best moment. Yeah, for some for some reason all the camera work in the movie is very shaky like it's just like constantly shaking next to the trailer i don't that was a dumb joke um <laughs> oh i thought you were serious i was like oh really <laughs> i didn't know the shaky camera i haven't seen Wait, the movie they put, <laughs> they, they put they put the camera on top of olivia wilde's trailer <laughs> that was sort of the joke it looks like an amateur porno <laughs> <laughs> um no no i kid that didn't actually happen um, also andrew i just doubled back and apologies for yeah. doubting you all right thank you <laughs> you know you know how hard it is when you know something is true and someone's like no no it isn't and you're like yeah okay fine <laughs> that's yeah. how i felt when you said john adams sex scene wasn't hot 
<laughs> were you personally affronted? I was. I was like, how are you going to say one of the greatest Americans in the world to not have great sex? <laughs> Man, our text thread is going to be weird tonight. <laughs> um, all right. So while they're promo- so at the end of this, they're promoting the movie to the release, which hasn't released yet as of recording. Um, Olivia Wilde goes to uh, CinemaCon to promote Don't Worry, Darling, and she gets served papers. And then, frankly, the last bit of controversy is there uh, Chris, uh, Harry Styles, Chris Pine, and Olivia Wilde at a premiere. This is this is Venice. So just to set this scene, this is oh, the this Venice premiere. This is okay. this is the event that Florence Pugh couldn't do press for because she was in Bucharest or wherever the fuck uh, filming Dune that morning and then had to fly into Venice very, very quickly <laughs> to, uh, to to only attend the premiere and then go back to, to uh, you know, Slovenia. Or- and, and, and Chris Pine is sitting next to Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles goes to sit down and he like sort of leans over Chris Pine and it looks like some dribble comes down and lands on Chris Pine's lap. So gross. <laughs> and everyone thinks he's spitting on her because he's jealous, I guess. I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know why or, he would do or, that. Or mad. I don't, Wait, it's gross. I don't know if you guys saw it. Like I think his first show after that came out at Madison Square Garden, he's like, sorry, I was not on tour from it. I was too busy spitting on Chris Pine. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> that that incident first of all the look on chris pine's face is hilarious it is. If, you, if you watch the video but like that so encompasses what this whole thing is because like you don't see the spit come out of his mouth we don't know what happened no one's talked about it but it sure kind of looks like it but we can't really tell and that's what this whole hurricane of what the fuck is it re- re- really is but like right. it's that kind of thing where like a what the fuck cloud over here and a what the fuck cloud over here and then all become it becomes a storm system and you know moves around the atlantic and then poof 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 we haven't even talked about how um harry styles's favorite part of the movie is that it's like it's like a movie (laughs) you know like like the kind of movie where you you have to like go to the theater because it's because there's a movie (laughs) yeah speaking of speaking of good chris pine looks i mean chris pine is essentially the the jim halpert of this of the press tour for this movie one thousand (laughs) percent just like just like glances to the camera like what (laughs) like i know right Yeah, Every I've, time. I, I've watched a bunch of interviews with Chris Pine about this movie, and he seems so disinterested in promoting anything to do with this movie. Yeah, and he's, he's like, like, he does not want to be there. Yeah, he's like, you know what? Let's just go do Star Trek Four. Let's let me <laughs> let me go back. Let me go back to my friends and, and, and we can let, go and float let, it in. It'll be fun. Yeah, let's have a good time and let's. Uh, I'll I'll do my prestige pictures later. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that unless you guys have anything else you need to add to this no window. No. No, I don't I don't have I don't anything. Either. No. Okay. Um I really I really gotta say, I do love how the cast members who are in this movie who are not involved in the drama are just like showing up to things being like Cool, I'm here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the truth of Gemma Chan. Because <laughs> every time she shows oh, up poor. to something, she and it's like Who's easily the classiest person on that red carpet, Easily. On the red carpet, and she's just like, yeah, no one really gives a shit that I'm here. (laughs) And you're like, you're amazing. We love you. (sighs) Yeah, like, you you do what you need to do. You did Crazy Rich Asians, and you showed a vulnerability that we haven't seen before. And you know what? 
uh, I want it more because you're great. You're a great actress, Gamma Chan. Even in fucking The Eternals. You know, well, actually, I should say everyone was pretty good in, in The Eternals. The acting was very good. That one sex scene, yes, Urquhart. <laughs> <laughs> well, this concludes another episode of Not Your Best Moment. Uh, I think we learned a lot about a lot of people's not best moments today. <laughs> John Adams lasting two pumps. <laughs> two pumps. Fully, fully clothed after <laughs> not having clothed. had sex for seven years. <laughs> Olivia Wilde paying Harry Styles more, banging Harry Styles, maybe, allegedly on the set. You think, you you think, know. You think Harry, Harry Styles was paid per pump? Maybe. I can't believe I said that. Oh, I want to die. (laughs) Guys, this has been not this has been Andrew's not best moments. (laughs) They're all not my fucking best moment. What (laughs) nip slips, jail time, snorting a cocaine line, racist tweets, bad.